You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hi, this is Peter Kafka, and you are listening to Recode Daily. I'm here with Recode reporter Teddy Schleifer, who normally hosts Recode Daily, but today we want to talk about a story Teddy wrote. Hi, Teddy. Hey, how's it going? We're doing pretty good. You wrote a really cool story I want people to read, but I also want to talk about it with you. It's about Facebook CEO Mark Zuckerberg, um, who we all know is is getting all kinds of grief on the political spectrum, but he's also waded into local politics in California. And I think it's a really interesting story about power and tech and also just sort of how laws are made in California. So let's get into it. Um, we're going to talk about Proposition 13 and Mark Zuckerberg's efforts to reform it. Before we even get into sort of what reforming Proposition 13 is, let's describe what Proposition 13 is. So Prop 13 isn't just sort of an obscure California tax law. It's sort of the foundation of the modern national anti-tax movement that eventually powered Reagan, then California's governor, to the White House. So in California, there's this history of, you know, voters can basically vote on anything they want and make it law if you get enough signatures and you get enough votes. Which is not the way it works in most of the country. It's particular to California, I think, right? Right. Direct democracy on steroids here. So California in the 70s passed Proposition 13. And what it does effectively is limit property taxes on both businesses and on homeowners. Which sounds great if you're a homeowner or a business that doesn't like to pay property taxes. Right. But lots of liberals feel that that proposition hamstrung California by not creating enough revenue for schools and housing and social services. And so this law has been in, in effect since the 70s, like you've talked about. People have tried to reform it and before it hasn't worked. What is Mark Zuckerberg doing this time around? So Zuckerberg is essentially touching this third rail of California politics and really of the national anti-tax movement. Zuckerberg is essentially trying to pass an initiative this year, which will limit this Proposition 13 solely to homeowners. So all the businesses in California could see a pretty substantial tax increase, depending on how old they are, if Mark Zuckerberg has his way. So if you're a homeowner, your taxes don't go up. If you if you own commercial property, your taxes go up. If you rent that property, your taxes go up. Right. Um, you can sort of see how the fault lines would, would land here. Why does Mark Zuckerberg want to weigh in on this one? In the past, he's been sort of reluctant to sort of take a stance on all sorts of political issues. Right. And when he does, they're sort of for education, which most people would say they support. This is a very loaded issue. Why does Mark Zuckerberg want to touch it? So five years ago, Mark Zuckerberg sets up the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative when he says he's going to donate 99% of his money to a philanthropy run by him and his wife. And one of their objectives is political change. It's sort of structured as a hybrid between a traditional charitable do-gooder foundation and a political advocacy operation. You know, they've hired former Obama campaign managers to, to work there. This is not a podunk operation here. And they've made political bets before on criminal justice reform, on immigration, things that sort of directly relate to their bread and butter issues. But this is their biggest electoral investment to date. They've put about $11 million into this. 
And I think for them, they see this as a way to create change on two of their landmark issues, which are housing affordability and more money for schools. But it's definitely put Zuckerberg, as you rightly point out, even in the last five years, Zuckerberg has grown much more politically beleaguered since he set up CZI. It's put him in the arena in a way that I think will define a lot of the way that Mark Zuckerberg carries out politics going forward, where he's not just any donor. He's sort of a target. And that is going to define sort of all CZI political work going forward, unless he somehow gets less toxic. Let's explore that a little more. What you're saying is when Mark Zuckerberg weighs in on something with money or or even just a stance, some people uh, will see that as a good thing. And a lot of others say automatically that's a bad thing. Um, In the past, you've talked about people um, who've turned away money from Mark Zuckerberg because they say they have a problem with Facebook. Is that happening here? So in 2018 is when this trend really started as Zuckerberg was digging out from the Cambridge Analytica scandal and stuff like that. CZI did some ballot initiatives then, and they did one in Ohio on criminal justice reform. And local activists were saying, you know, we take particular exception to Silicon Valley billionaires like Mark Zuckerberg showing up. You know, he's not going to live with the consequences. Ohioans could die because of Mark Zuckerberg's decisions. Really, you know, blowing up the temperature here. And now in 2020, activists who are opposing this measure, whether they actually believe it or they just think it's sort of good poking of and, and good politics... Yeah, they've made Zuckerberg a target. When opponents of Zuckerberg are raising money for their own side, they'll mention, oh, yeah, the Facebook billionaires put 10 million bucks into this. Right. And to be clear, this is not Facebook uh, weighing in on this. This is Mark Zuckerberg through the Chan Zuckerberg Initiative. Correct. And uh, they are separate organizations. But as you've reported in the past, there's obvious connections between the two. And even when they're not connected, political opponents are going to draw connections between Facebook and Mark Zuckerberg's philanthropic plans. Yeah, opponents say they see zero distinction between Facebook and CZI, which CZI strenuously objects to and disputes. And you're right, Facebook has not weighed in on this proposition. But, you know, they see this all as part of Mark Zuckerberg, Inc. And as we've reported before, there are times where Facebook work affects CZI or vice versa. Um, But they see this as one of the most unpopular business leaders right now, at least on the left. So uh, Mark Zuckerberg has tried to enlist other big tech billionaires, other big tech companies to weigh in on this. He's one of the richest people in the world. You'd think he could sway some people. Has he been effective in rallying people to his side? I would say largely not. Zuckerberg really stuck his neck out on this early. You know, he backed this for years. It's up on the ballot next month. And at least until relatively recently, it was crickets from sort of the Silicon Valley billionaire set or their corporations. You know, I think tech companies and tech leaders are you know, to some extent, politically aware that they're not the most popular people around right now. And relatively few of them have joined Zuckerberg to being so out front on this. So it's created this dynamic where Mark Zuckerberg is, you know, one of the biggest funders of this proposition, which could really transform California politics. And he's standing on this ledge totally alone, while other billionaires and their companies are hiding from the fight. I'm still curious about why Mark Zuckerberg, who is uh, for a long time, strenuously apolitical and remains incredibly cautious. A couple of years ago, he told our former colleague, Kara Swisher, that he thought it was okay if you had Holocaust deniers on, on Facebook. Uh, it took him until just now to decide that wasn't a good idea. He's incredibly cautious, incredibly logical. Is this something you think he's personally passionate about? Do you think he's, he's sort of gamed out what the upside is here? Why, why stick your neck out? Why go out on that ledge you talk about? 
So I'm told that this is an internal priority at CZI. This is not just one of the many things they fund and that Zuckerberg and the person who actually runs this day-to-day, who we haven't mentioned, who's his wife, Priscilla Chan, that they personally signed off on this. So this is not just, you know, one of the thousands of grants they give out every year. For them, yes, this is the third rail of California politics. And I think, you know, the, the payoff if they win is enormous. In California, Prop 13 has been this landmark, iconic law that governs so much of life here. I think the payoff is just enormous if they win. And, you know, polling shows that Prop 13 reform very well could win this year in a way that I think has surprised some folks, partially because of COVID has made people think there needs to be more money for government. It's, I think, going to be a gold medal for them if they end up winning. And and if it wins, and you said it, the polling says it indicates that, that Prop Prop 15 is sort of the response to Prop 13. Right. So right, that's what right. you're going to see written about. If If Prop 15 wins, what does it tell us about Silicon Valley's influence on politics? What does it tell us about Mark Zuckerberg's influence on politics? I think because CZI and Zuckerberg are so alone on this, it will very much be a testament to their political muscle if they're able to get this over the finish line. It's a referendum on Mark Zuckerberg's clout. Yeah, to some extent. Zuckerberg has stuck his neck out on this, putting his credibility on the line politically to some extent. And he has been the the sole person to make this bet. I mean, there are other people, there are unions primarily who are supporting this measure. And I think it it will be a, a pretty good victory for their belt if he's able to push this over the finish line. Teddy, again, this is a fascinating story. I urge everyone to read it if they haven't read it already. You can read that and all of Teddy's other stories at Recode.net. From data privacy to the future of TV, retail media, and beyond, the world of digital marketing is constantly in flux. So how can you keep up? Well, The Current Report is there for you. Each week, marketing leaders on the cutting edge give you the latest insight. So if it's creating a buzz, they'll be talking about it. Subscribe to The Current Report wherever you get your podcasts.